I want people to know what's possible. I want to be the proof. I want to be the hope. I think there's so much fear out there around birth and it doesn't have to be like that. Like, I want you to know that you can have a completely unmedicated natural delivery, however you like to have it in your home, in a hospital, whatever, if that's what you desire. Icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. Through these stories in this podcast, you will be inspired and encouraged to do all that you can do to be the best version of yourself. Ladies, let's be icons. Okay, Icons, I am so excited for you to meet this very special friend and guest. She was on the list of top people I wanted you to hear from when I first was kind of coming up with this concept and thinking about doing a podcast for multiple reasons. Number one, she is a super, super mom and wife and also an incredible businesswoman. And she's always been that person. We're peers. We are part of the same company, network marketing company, but she's always been that peer to me that is peacefully confident, but also super savvy and smart. And just to me, when I look at her, and I'm sure she would argue this because we all would, but it feels like she has all the puzzle pieces fit together so perfectly. (gasps) (laughs) It's true, Laura. Mm -hmm. So I do want to introduce you properly because I think they need to know a little bit about your background. So Laura's a wife to her husband, Jeff, and a mom to three sweet, beautiful little girls. She lives on the East Coast of Canada in her favorite place on earth, Prince Edward Island. At 24, so young, while working in her family's business, she started an online wellness business in the social marketing space that completely changed the course of her life. She has grown that business to the top level of her company, and although she has had many accomplishments along her way, the greatest one is getting to be a stay-at-home wife and mom, her favorite jobs, while not having to sacrifice a thriving and purposeful career. She loves the slower pace life she's created with her family and loves being an example to others that life is lived best when it looks exactly the way you want it to be and aligned with your values. Laura is borderline obsessed, I love that, (laughs) with all things natural health and healing, natural birth, breastfeeding and motherhood, conscious parenting. She's proudly crunchy and loves seeing more and more people leaning back into the way of living as it really is where we all came from. And that was really, Laura, my draw to you. Although I'd love to pick your brain about business and maybe we'll have to do a part two. I think my draw to you is really in that natural parenting because you had we had a conversation, I don't know, maybe half a year ago mm-hmm. about how you had taken your daughters who had cavities and you were like so stunned they had cavities and reversed their cavities and I had never heard you could do something like that you're just like this amazing book of knowledge so I wanted to pick your brain on all of that today and just thank you so much for being here oh thank you Jen that was such a lovely intro and I'm just so honored to be on this podcast and I've loved listening to your podcast I'm just yeah you're doing amazing at this and it's cool to be a part of it Thank you so much. Thanks. So let's dig right in. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. just go right for it. And we, before we started recording, you had mentioned to me pre children, how you were feeling and how, when you found out you were pregnant, what the clarity you, you had. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a lovely way to start this conversation. Totally. So I'll go back. Like I remember being 
in my 20s. I'm now 36. And being in my 20s, just feeling kind of like lost. Like, what was I doing? What was this all for? What was my purpose? And it weighed on me because, like, I really felt strongly that. I had one and I just couldn't uncover it. And I would, you know, seek advice or, you know, try to do my personal development. It would follow your passions and what lights you up and all these things. And I just, I honestly was like at a loss and I was feeling like kind of caught in that cycle of like wasting time and knowing that I was meant to do something great. And then everything kind of shifted. I, um, I guess probably I was 30 and my husband, Jeff, he was my boyfriend at the time. And we found out kind of a lovely, the best surprise we ever could have imagined that we were expecting a little baby. And it was honestly the most pivotal moment in my life because for me, it was like, although it wasn't part of the like rational plan that we had made for ourselves at that time. I know now looking back, it was 100% the plan that was meant for us. And it was really the starting point of me kind of uncovering this whole path that I knew I was meant to be on within, gosh, I would say, well, after the initial kind of surprise wore off, (laughs) I would say within days or weeks of finding out that news, I just started like realizing what was my purpose, what was what my passions were, and really following those for the first time. And it was all in this whole world of natural parenthood and natural mothering and, and birth and all these things that I just became like when I say borderline obsessed, like I remember being pregnant and people being like, oh yeah, you know, you should binge watch this show or like whatever. And and all I wanted to do was read and learn and like study birth and learn about breastfeeding and like learn about the benefits of natural birth and like all these things that like, it was just, I could not get enough of it. And I had never really gone down any of those paths before. So that was kind of the beginning for me. And it's just continued since then. And uh, it's honestly been, it was a point in my life where now when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I, I shifted and became exactly who who I was meant to be. And it's just been, yeah, it's been such a beautiful part of my life because of that. And you're such a beautiful example. And it's really interesting. Like I've wondered in my past in parenting and and motherhood, you know, is that innate? And it seems with you, it really was like that. As soon as you found out you were pregnant, you were just triggered to go down this path. It's really interesting. Like it's really is your purpose. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I remember like knowing after I had Polly, like all the things that I knew I wanted to do or what was going to do and that, you know, breast, like extended breastfeeding and, and co-sleeping and, and all these things that they were just in me. It wasn't even cause I read them or anything that I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a, an attachment parent or I'm going to do natural parenting. It was like, these things were just the way I knew I wanted to do it. And it's so interesting because my sister and I were very close, my, my older sister, and she and I were almost on like, these parallel paths with how we were doing things. And it it was just almost like this part of both of us that was like inside and it just kind of came up and it felt, it's always felt so natural to me in that way. And I remember reading a book, probably Polly would have been, I don't know, maybe seven or eight months old. And I was listening to this audio book and it was about attachment parenting. And if, for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, it just really means like you're basically like things like co-sleeping, baby wearing, you're, you know, this main caregiver, all the things that really just essentially fall under that attachment word that 
you know, you can imagine what that would mean. And I was listening to this book and I was like, oh, I didn't even know there was a name for what I was doing. Like, you know, it was just kind of what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm doing that. But I never really knew that it was a thing. Uh, I'd never really heard of it before or anything like that, but it just felt so natural. And I think as I look back now, I'm like my oldest is going to be six this spring. And motherhood has been one of these things for me that I think because I've always trusted that deep, intuitive direction of how to do things, I've never questioned anything I've done as a mom or any of the choices I've made. And I see so much out there in the world of people like always feeling like they're questioning their mom, how how they're a mom, or they're comparing themselves, or they're feeling, you know, this or that or whatever. And I have literally never experienced that. And I think it has to do with the fact that I just tuned right in to how I'm meant to do it. So it didn't, it doesn't even matter how anyone else out there does it. I know I'm doing it the way that's right for me and for, for our girls. Oh, this is beautiful conversation. Thank <laughs> you so much. You're inspiring me, you know, and I didn't have that same journey. You know, I just didn't, I didn't understand. I was so young, mentally, so young having Gracie, my first, and I just was trying, I was treading water. So I really value and I guess respect that that was something you leaned into and you honored. And imagine being able to say to yourself, I've never really questioned because you're so in alignment with what's right for you and your family. And I know that message has always been true to me when talking to other moms is good mom isn't necessarily an approach. A good mom is doing what's right for you and your mm-hmm. family. So you're happy, you're fulfilled, you can work through things effectively. That is a good mom, in my opinion, because you know, we don't need to sit here and go, well, I didn't breastfeed. I mean, remember my mom, she didn't breastfeed me. And she said, I, I feel so bad I didn't do that for you. And I said, but that thing has happened. There's no consequence for you and not breastfeeding me. And don't shame yourself, mom. You did what was right in that moment. She was in a very stressed relationship and marriage with my dad. And it was just, she couldn't add another layer and element to the demands on her at that time. I said, you were a great mom. You are a great mom. And that made you a better mom because you had less stress. And, but at the same time, I I lean into what you're saying and and I'm, I'm just so grateful for this conversation for new moms or expecting moms or moms like myself who have kids that are grown or past that attachment parenting per se. But I, I really want to like dig into this for people who are really curious. Was Jeff in alignment with this from the beginning? Did he have the same vision? Was he like, yes, this is exactly how we're going to raise our kids? Or did you have to warm them up? <laughs> I think we joke about that sometimes because I think I definitely kind of led us over into this. And he was always open, which I think was the thing. This was very different than how like he was raised. How, I, how we do things was very different than how I was raised. So it was kind of new to both of us, but I think he, he trusted my confidence in it and, and he kind of was willing to just let me take the lead and he would follow. And now he's so like he, there's so many areas of what we've done that at the time he might've inside thought I was crazy or like, what are we doing? Or this has got to be, there's got to be a better way. Like even the co-sleeping thing. Cause it's, you know, co-sleeping has been something that I just knew that I would do. We've done it with all of our, all of our girls, but it's hard at times but so is everything, you know, with young kids, like not co-sleeping is hard at times. So, and I don't even, sometimes I don't even like the labels because people get so attached to, you know, oh, you, oh, so that means you think that this is, it's like, again, like you said, I think you have to do what works best for you. But for me, I knew for sure that's what we do. 
And now when we look back, we're like, it's been the greatest gift, you know, just all the moments we've had. And, and we've had great sleep over the last six years as best as we can, given that we have three kids, but it's what's allowed us to get the most amount of sleep. But I think there's definitely times where he was like, yeah, she's out to lunch for sure. (laughs) But I just stood my ground with it because I just knew so confidently that that's what we were meant to do. And it challenges a lot of what's what we're told is the way to do things out there. This whole kind of like, it's funny that it's called natural parenting, because if you were to give it a title, because natural simply means like the way it kind of started or the way it was in its origins. And we've gotten so far away from that. And I think because everything that we've been told to believe over the last, you know, especially many decades, it challenges a lot of that. And I think sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. And I remember even when I was pregnant with Polly, and like I said, I knew that I wanted to have a natural birth, which I define, and I know there's many different words, ways to, what you can call this, but I define that as an unmedicated vaginal birth. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. And it wasn't just like this hope I had, I was willing to really do everything in my power to make sure that that was the outcome. And it was so interesting how, how much people challenged me on that. And they thought I was trying to be some kind of superhero by wanting to have a birth that didn't require drugs. And, and I just remember thinking like, I don't use drugs in my normal day to day. So why do I have to change that in birth to make other people feel comfortable? Like I wanted to feel the intensity of labor. I wanted to be fully present for every sensation that was happening in my body. I was willing to be completely in discomfort and pain, whatever you want to call it, to be fully there for the experience. And that was what I wanted. But people would challenge that. And I even the first doctor that I went to, she I could tell right away that she was not on board for natural a natural birth. Like she would, but she was kind of like took that approach of like, okay, good luck to you when I brought out my birth plan and was like, this is what I want. And And she kind of gave me the like, yeah, good luck with that. And I was like, no, like, that's not, this is not the partnership I'm looking for right now. And unfortunately, at the time here in Prince Edward Island, like even still, midwives are just kind of being rolled out here in our province. So my first choice absolutely would have been to have a home birth, but that wasn't really an option at the time. So I went and met with, with another doctor and I went and I approached it more like an interview. Like I am hiring you to be my doctor if you, you know, fit the job description that I'm looking for. And I asked her what her approach was to birth. And she said, my, my belief is as a woman's body is meant to birth babies. And I said, okay, we're going to get along just fine. And Mm -hmm. sitting down with her and going through my birth plan and everything like she was open and supportive. And I've, she's been there for all three of my, my deliveries now. And, you know, just that stuff. But it's not the norm. And that's been with so many different things. And I remember, and you know, a conversation I had when I was pregnant with Polly, and she's my first and not really having a lot of people around me, because again, it's not necessarily like the norm that we're doing things or wanting to do things the way that I really knew that I would. And I had a conversation with a friend. Um, and she said to me that, you know, these choices you're going to make, these, these aren't always going to be popular with people around you and you have to be okay with that. And you have to be willing to do what you know is best for you and your babies. And I've just lived off that advice. <laughs> it's, I've been able to apply it so many different times and it's, it's just brought me back. And it's the same as in, in our business. Like I always come back to this advice that if you want to live 
a life that most will never live. You have to be willing to do things differently. And for me, that was really about tuning into to what was in alignment with me and for me and Jeff and for our family values and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So good. Yeah. And you know what I'm, I'm hearing from you too, that's really sticking in my mind is it's a time where I think a lot of us, when we first become pregnant, it's unknown territory. I've never done this before. We can feel very out of control. At least that was my experience. But what I'm hearing from you is you actually decided to take control. It was just a different approach. And I, I hope people listening to this really hear that and that we can actually not take, just change our mindset and go, what can I control? You know, even interviewing a doctor, that's brilliant. How smart to really know that that person in that most crucial, vulnerable time where, I mean, birthing a baby for the first time, it's scary in certain ways because you don't know what to expect and it's all new and every birth is different. But to know that you have somebody in your corner Mm -hmm. who has the same values, who hears you and understands you, that's so important. I love this conversation. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So I think on that, like, it's so interesting because I think over the last many decades, we've really handed over our power to these people who are like experts. And in many situations that is needed and that those people do know the right thing or whatever. But I think there's a lot of situations where we have to realize that like, we have the power. We're the only people who are the expert in our you know, bodies, in how we live our lives and what, what's meaningful to us. And I think we're starting to see people realizing that and taking that power back. And for me, like nothing rings more true in any of these situations than knowledge is power. And that's why when I was pregnant with Polly and I just dove into this learning about like pregnancy and like not reading like the mainstream, like books that someone might tell you to read, but finding, okay, where's the ones that are about like how birth has been happening since the beginning and Ina May's guide to childbirth, like literally transformed my life and reading so that I understood it all. So I wasn't in a position that I needed to hand over my power. Like I had the knowledge, I knew how this worked and, and with breastfeeding, the same thing. Like, so when I was faced with so many challenges in delivery, I was faced with a lot of challenges and in breastfeeding, I was faced with a lot of challenges and lots of things. I had the knowledge and the confidence to stay true to what I wanted. And I always said to Jeff, whatever happens, I'm fine with. However this birth ends up, I will be at peace with. But I want to make sure that I did everything I could to bring it in the direction that I desire, knowing that at the end of the day, having a baby, a healthy baby be born is obviously the, the most important thing. But I knew that I could help that outcome by having that knowledge and having that strength within. So good. And Rena was a really, really big baby. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other thing is these three babies that I've had. My smallest was my last one, Nell, who's now a year and a half. She was nine pounds, five ounces. She was the little itty bitty one. (laughs) Rena, who was number two, she was 11 pounds, nine ounces. And Polly, our first was 10 pounds. And it's funny. And I love telling that those details. And thank you for saying that because not because I'm like, Oh, I need to tell you how big of these babies are that I birthed because that is sometimes people think that like when I say that, or when they hear about somebody like naturally delivering a big baby, they're like, what are you some kind of superheroes? I'm like, no, I want to tell people because I want people to know what's possible. I want to be the proof. I want to be the hope. I think there's so much fear out there around birth and it doesn't have to be like that. Like I want you to know that you can have a completely unmedicated natural delivery, however you like to have it in your home, in a hospital, whatever. 
if that's what you desire. And that is something that like I I want to be the example of. And that's why I tell people that. And that's why I love when people know that my babies were almost 12 pounds <laughs> so that they know that it's possible. Because you'll hear people say like, oh, you can't, I, my doctor said I can't deliver the baby because it's too big. And it's like your body was made to birth this baby. And obviously if there's complications, you take that path. But I, I always say the best thing about having babies is you don't actually know how big they are until they're out. Even right. Yes. All day long. We did an ultrasound two days before I had Rena and they thought she was under 10 pounds. And two days later, she's born like 11, nine. So obviously it's not that accurate. No. And you know what? You're right. It is the evidence. I really appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of people, we do fear birth. I didn't, I didn't have the same experience. I really tried hard. Now looking back, I think I could have used a coach. I could have used a doula. I unfortunately had a midwife and then couldn't have a midwife because I had complications. But I really believe if I had had somebody in my corner saying, this is what it's supposed to feel like and breathe through this. This is a natural progression. Here's where you're going. And because I like to know what the next step is, I'm very goal oriented and I didn't, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I tried and I tried and then it was just like that give up. Like, I don't know where I'm at. Just give me the meds. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think... I also have appreciated birth and birthing for babies that it's so beautiful because like what you said, we're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. Our bodies were designed to be able to birth a baby. And I just, Oh, it makes me emotional. It's the most beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. It gets, it's miraculous. There's absolutely, how can you ever say there aren't miracles when there are babies being birthed all the time? Like that is a true miracle. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. So tell me then now, we, I love this birthing conversation because I think people need to hear your side of the story and feel really empowered to make those proper decisions, whatever that is for them. But I love hearing too about attachment parenting and co-sleeping. Like, Can we unravel that a little bit? What does that mean to have sure. kids sleeping with you? Are all three in the bed with you? <laughs> Okay. So yeah. So co-sleeping has been something that has worked for us and that's what we've done, but it's just kind of, I, I think there's many different ways to do it. I think there is, I will say around co-sleeping, like sometimes a lot of fear around it. And I think again, knowledge is power. So if you're someone who's kind of drawn to that co-sleeping world, just educate yourself, learn about how to do it safely. Like women have been co-sleeping parents, whatever, since like the beginning of time. So just take the time to educate yourself. So with us, what we've done is we've had the baby, whoever the baby is in our bed, you know, that's where they sleep every night between us until the next baby comes along. And then the older one gets moved into their own room and the new baby takes the place and it's worked like almost seamlessly for us. Yes, it's hard at times. And there's, you know, times where it's like, oh, I just wish, you know, our kids would sleep in their own bed, like from there, you know, you hear these things of babies sleeping all night long. I'm like, that's not our reality because breastfeeding and co-sleeping means that my babies are, have always been up as long as they're breastfeeding lots throughout the night nursing, because that's just what they do when they're right next to their mom. But yeah, so we, you know, Polly was in our bed till she was 22 months and then we moved her into her big girl bed and then Rena moved in and then Rena was in her bed till she was 26 months. And then same thing. I remember waking up the day I was, I woke up at like 5 a.m. and was starting to feel like contractions with, this is when I was having Nell, and Rena was laying in the bed there next to me. It was like five o'clock in the morning, and I knew, like I, I knew for sure that this was going to happen today. I just remember looking over at Rena and feeling like, 
this is it. Like this is your, this is the last day. Like you're moving into your bed and it just felt like this kind of beautiful, like ending to, you know, over two years of having her right there. And then she moved into her big girl bed and they've transitioned pretty well. And yeah, it's just been kind of this interesting way of doing things. I love waking up next to babies. It does, you know, make for kind of a really, you know, special, sweet start to the day. But like anything, yeah, there's moments where it's like, I just, it'd be easier if they were just off on their own. But I think I come back to that innate, intuitive way. And to me, for me, I knew that, that my babies were meant to be really close to me at all times. And it's interesting because the way that the world is set up and society is set up, it, it creates a lot of challenges for moms to be able to do that. And I acknowledge that. Like, I'm very privileged to be able to parent in this way because I do get to be there all the time. I've never had to rush off to work in the morning. I've never had to put my kids in daycare. I've been able to take them on every trip. As you know, we would see each other at conferences and meetings and being there as a VP in the company with, with a baby on my breast. Like That has been the greatest privilege of this business for me is that I haven't had to miss a beat in my business while still doing this style of parenting and being able to really own all those choices and to be able to do it this way because this is the way it used to be for women. And then over the years, it, it got to the place where women had to go to work every day. And that was just normal. And, and so many other things in our society that have really put up a lot of barriers around being able to do it this way. And I think there's a call back to that. And I feel that in amongst women right now. So I'm very grateful that I've been able to follow that path seamlessly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. And I love how you say privilege. Like we get to mm-hmm. do these things with our kids. It really is. It's an, it's an honor and privilege. I do have to ask. It's like a burning question. I yeah. have to ask it because I know I'm not going to be the only one wanting. <laughs> so you and Jeff have a great marriage. How does that work with... <laughs> <laughs> attachment yeah, yeah. parenting and co-sleeping and you don't have to give details but I mean you you are so connected and to me that's really like I, I hope people see that in you like you're doing all of this and really honoring motherhood but you're also really honoring being a wife and so I'd love to hear more about that yeah I think that is the part sometimes that is is harder it's inconvenient sometimes to have a baby always in between you or always wearing the baby or the, you know, our kids have never gone to bed like super early or anything like that. So it has kind of, we've had to navigate that, but also as I think as long as we've been willing to always prioritize us, it just might look different for us. We're very lucky to be able to have not just our evenings together. We have our days together too. So we are able to make time for each other just in different ways. It just looks different than it would maybe for somebody else, but yeah, I think it's just that commitment to being able to to keep each other that priority. And for us, there's, you know, I think sometimes as moms, it's like at the end of the day, you know, you're exhausted and like you I've got this baby attached to my boob all the time and then you've got your husband and you're wanting to make time for him and it's like that's real life. Like that's hard, but sometimes it's like just you know, making that commitment to like, okay, this is a priority too. Like the baby, obviously the priority always, but the husband, like that is such a, that that marriage, that connection, that time for each other is, 
is so important and it's not perfect all the time. It doesn't always look the same way for us, but I think we always come back to each other. And I think that I will, I would say, and I, I believe he would say as well, like as much as we've been challenged through just life and parenting and everything and three young kids, very back to back, the bond and the connection and the time for each other we've been able to create and the growth we've had as a couple has, has made us absolutely stronger today than when we met 15 years ago or when we got married five years ago. Like it's really because we've prioritized each other and our growth as a couple, I guess. Yeah. And and you're speaking truth and that is very authentic to what I see. I mean, we were just in Maui together and I watched Jeff going around with a stroller to give you time with your friends to talk and, and be in relationship. And, you know, when he needed you, he would come and you, you had this, like, you didn't even have to say words to each other. Like you just knew he was coming because he genuinely needed your help or Nell needed you. And I really did. I just want you to know, I was like a fly on the wall. I really observed that. It makes me emotional because I'm just so proud of you guys for the example you're creating for other people and for your family. It's really beautiful and it's very inspiring as another woman and wife and mom because you don't just talk about these things. You really do immerse yourself into these, I don't want to say habits, I guess, what would be the right term? Not habit, but routines. Yeah, I think it's just a way of living. And, you know, I think I probably don't, it makes me, when Jeff gets home today after I'm done here, he's got the kids all out. It makes me want to just want to like tell him like how much it means to me, the sacrifices he's made. Because again, to be able to do things the way we do them, for me to have the business that I have, like for us to do this and do it in a really seamless way, it has taken a lot on his behalf. And he's very much like behind the scenes. But to be able to have a husband and I, and I think sometimes we might think, Oh, they're the dad does this. That makes him a great dad. It's like, I think people will all do things their own way and that makes them great in their own way. Hopefully if they're putting in that, that commitment and time, but like what he has done behind the scenes to be able to have our life look the way it does is like, it's endless. And Jeff and I have, we had a lot of challenges. We we were really challenged as a couple early on in our relationship. And when I look now and like, sometimes I'll laugh with them. Like, if you, do you ever think like, this is what we'd be doing, you know, like, <laughs> and that we came through so much to have these three little girls and to have this beautiful life together. And, you know, with everything happening right now in the world, like I just sat with him the other day and was just like, look at our life. And I, I never ever take it for granted because I know it's not the norm, but it's been like, I can't even, yeah, it's hard to put into words sometimes, but he has done so much and he has sacrificed a lot and he has been there to really be kind of the behind the scenes of me being able to walk this path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I see it and it's, it's really wonderful. And you guys just keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's wonderful. So tell me, I'm curious to know, there's probably somebody listening to this who maybe doesn't have kids yet or is expecting their first. And this is really resonating with them. I think, oh my goodness, I, I feel this, this is where I want to go. What would be the steps? Like what would be your recommendation or tips for someone to really start diving into natural parenting? I think for sure is to read the book, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Like that to me changed everything. It made me feel so empowered as a woman and like to learn about how babies grow inside you and the hormonal process of birthing them and the 
into breastfeeding and into like all the connections and the everything that happens. Like so much of it is just hormones between you and your baby. Like it makes you feel literally like a superhero. Like I remember just thinking like, this is where my power is in being a mother and in birthing, growing and birthing a baby and then beating this baby from my body. Like, and we're just sometimes in the world today, we're just not taught about how incredible we are in that way. And we're taught about the downsides of it and the hard parts of birth and that, you know, that breastfeeding probably isn't going to work for you. And like all these things that just keep you from tapping into your power. And I feel like for myself, just being open to learning about it all. I wish we, you know, kid, and I will teach my girls differently, but this is all things that women should know as they grow from girls to women and into adulthood. Like we should know all this stuff and we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we face things sometimes with fear because it's so unknown. So I would say start there, read a book, pick up a book that otherwise you might not read, like maybe that one. And also be willing more than anything to tune in to your inner voice and what your truth is. And you kind of have to become like an expert at blocking out all the noise and opinions of others, because this is true with anything, but like, there are so many opinions out there about how you're supposed to do things and how the baby's supposed to eat and how often and when the baby's supposed to sleep and when you, how birth is supposed to look and what the, you know, dad's supposed to do and how you're the doc, what the doctor's job is and like everything and around the health of your baby and how you're supposed to navigate through that. And, and so much of it is not your truth and you have to come back to it and know that just because what you do is different doesn't mean it's wrong. And as long as you're doing it from a place of knowledge and from intuition, I think as mothers, our intuition is our superpower and we have been blocked off from it like for so long and it's time to like tune back into that and we're given a you know a real opportunity right now to like quiet the noise in our lives and slow down and like really tune tune in and i think our intuition is just so powerful and i i find it especially powerful when it comes to to motherhood i could give you like a thousand examples but i just think you know what's best you know what's best whether that's you want to have a home birth or you want to like not get a crib, like all these things. You don't have to do any of these things that people tell you to do. It might, that might not be your truth and that's fine. And it might sound silly, but all these things are told to us like they're fact and that's how you have to do it. And that's not true. You're right. You're right. And then I love that you said intuition because as you were speaking, that was the word that was really loud in my head. It's like that intuitiveness and really honoring that and following it because you're right. It's so easy to do things the way you're told. That was my experience. I was told this is what to do. I remember with my third child, I was holding her. It was my first day home from the hospital. And the person that was with me took her out of my arms and put her in the bassinet and said, you're going to spoil her. Don't hold her that long. And I remember, I mean, thinking this is my third baby. I'm pretty sure it's not my first rodeo, but feeling shameful that I was holding her that long. And I had to actually take a moment and like go in my room and because it really stirred something in me and thinking, no, I'm not going to be told whether I should or shouldn't hold my baby. If I want to look at her little eyes and hold her for the whole day, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time as a mom, I remember be honoring my feelings versus trying to make somebody else happy. Cause I've totally. done that a lot in my life. Yeah. Trying to make other people happy versus doing the thing that felt right for me. 
So love that permission you're giving. Another question that's popping up though, and I think we need to honor and talk about is what would someone do? And I keep thinking about your example with Jeff and how he's been open, but I'm wondering what if someone's with somebody who says, I don't want someone's a child sleeping in our bed and, mm. and is really against that intuitiveness you have as a mom, what would your suggestion be? I think again, like, knowledge is power. So if you can, like, obviously your intuition is the most important thing, but if you can bring knowledge and like information to the table and hopefully like, even if they're not for that initially, hopefully because they're your partner, they're open-minded enough to take a look. I think having those open, honest conversations and letting them know, like, this is what you know to be the right choice for you and your baby. And that if they don't have the information to dispute that, then here it is. Like give them some information or ask them to give you some time. Like I remember with Jeff, like there was a couple things early on that he was kind of struggling with some choices I was making. And, and I said, just give me time, just watch, like just observe. And then we'll talk about this in six months and you can see, you know, where you stand at that point. And at that point he was able to see like, okay, this is, this is not just kind of some, idea or whatever this is like she knows and i think just being willing to have the conversations and to share how important it is to you i think it's so important as women as as mothers to be able to really do things the way that feels right for you because if not you're always going to feel that that struggle that disconnection that questioning like even i find with my kids now like that my intuition is so charged up all the time that i trust it so fiercely. Like even if they're sick or like when Rena had her challenges with her teeth, I knew that although the experts know lots about lots of things and they know way more about teeth than I ever will, that I still knew something that was important because she was mine and I'm her mother. And I had the strength and the confidence to say, give me time. I need to do my own learning here. I need to make my own decisions and not hand that decision over to them because I never wanted to look back and wish I had done differently. And I know that I will, and I know that that's just life, but I wanted to make sure I did everything that I could, that I would own those choices and and know they were the right ones. And that, you know, that was just one example with her teeth. And so I had to invest hours and hours and hours and hours of time learning about teeth and holistic dental care and healing and all these things that are not part of the conventional dental model. And that's okay. It's like for a while, I'd be like, this is crazy that they don't do this, but that's okay. It's two different paradigms that, you know, two different lenses they're looking through, but it meant, you know, researching and taking that time so that I could make the right decision. Even with now, like a little while ago, like she had a fever and Jeff was wanting to keep checking it. Like what's, what is it? What's it at? And And I knew like, because I've educated myself, I've taken courses on like the health of your babies and different things and natural healing. And I knew fevers are not to be feared. They're not something I'm scared of. When my kids get fevers, I know that that's their body's natural way of fighting something. Their body temperature needs to raise so that it can fight off pathogens or whatever it might be. And I trust that their body knows what it's doing. And I trust that my intuition knows when I need to intervene, but otherwise supporting them naturally, but letting their body do what it's doing and not fearing. And I think we're just, there's so much fear out there. And if you learn and you educate yourself, you don't, you don't have that fear. 
because you know. You're right. And I appreciate everything you're saying. And as you're talking, you know, I just realize how parallel this is to all things in life. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, like when we started talking about if someone's not in alignment with you, what I heard is when you're passionate and you firmly believe in something and you ask for the grace of time to prove that's often all somebody that's either not seeing what you're seeing or even unsupportive needs is that they need to see it in you. It's a, it's an energy of, no, I I really know this. And I think about that even in business is how many people let go of a business because they don't have a support when really all they needed to do was see the evidence of your commitment and passion and willingness to see this through. That's really what they want. And so that I love hearing that with you because it's, it's in parenting, it's in relationship, it's in business, it's in all things. Absolutely. Yeah, this is good. Mm. This is really good. So I have a question I end all podcasts with because I think it's an important one. And I think all women need to own this, this word and figure out what it means to them. And that is today, Miss Laura Murphy, how are you going to be iconic? I love this word. And it's funny because I never really use this word or anything until you started like now because now I see it right I'm like iconic I love it to me being iconic is really like standing in your truth standing in your power and being an example of that to others that they can do that too because that is what makes me tick like I want to not only stand in that myself and know how that feels because it feels so good and I feel so powerful but to show other women, especially, that that is available to them too. It is not just for a select few. You can absolutely take steps towards that every single day. Amen. That's mm. the truth. That's the truth. And what's the next thing for Laura? Where's your vision? Is there, are there more babies? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good question. That last one. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know yet. We're loving life with our little three. And Nell is like, she's one and a half, but she's a, she's like a young one and a half. Like she's 19 months now, but she doesn't walk. So she's like still very much feels like my baby. I'm, I have her on my hip all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> I still have a baby. I can't be thinking about more babies yet. Right. But you know what? I think right now I've been, I think like the last year or so, I've really been in this going within and trying to figure out because there is more for me. And I feel a lot of it is coming down to really showing others and being that example of building this life where you can feel so powerful. You know, in my business, like I feel now more than ever, this business has been something that it's always been so important to me. And it's always been something I'm so grateful for. But I think now more than ever, I'm just seeing especially for women's for moms, like, have those choices and have time, people need to start doing things differently. We need a shift in the world. And I, and I'm really feeling that from this business that I'm in. And I think people are craving that, that slowing down. Like I always say, like this business has allowed me to slow down, to live life at a slower pace. And that is, is such a gift because we're just, we've just been going nonstop. So that part of things and continuing to grow and build that, but also really just wanting to step into this role that I feel called to of, of really influencing people towards this positive, like the positive or, you know, really stepping into their power as a mom, as a woman. 
I'm really feeling this tug to be that example. And not that I think how I do things is the right way or anything like that. But what I do know is if I can be an example to people of tuning into your truth and standing in your power as a mom, as a woman, as a, as a wife, whatever it might be for you, that is going to lead them to the right way for them. So yeah, something along those lines. We'll yeah. And, and as your friend, I'm going to call you on that and, and challenge you to action it because it's interesting that that's your vision to be an example. So I'll let mm. you know, you already are one, right? You really are. Thank you. You are a beautiful example and someone who's in the thick of things, which makes you even more relevant because not your hindsight that you're teaching from, you're teaching from in the arena with these babies, with your husband, figuring it all out, but being willing to share that knowledge. And I think that's the thing too, is you've done that research, you've done that digging in to really educate yourself. And I love that you say it's, it may not be right for you, but to find your own power. Mm -hmm. And if that's your heart centered message, I mean, there's no losing there and we need you. We need more of Laura Murphy out there. So I can't wait for, for that and how that unfolds. I appreciate you so much, my friend. Too. I love thank, doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. It really means the world to me. I would be so appreciative if you'd take one minute of your day and give a five-star review and share this on your social media. You can find me on the gram or Facebook and don't forget our website, becomingiconic.co. Ladies, stand taller today. Roll those shoulders back, chin up, and go out and be iconic.